Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. Okay, I've got something to talk about, but first, I have a voicemail from Colin from Spike Pit, taking me to task on 5e for some reason. Go ahead, Colin. Hello, Glenn. Colin Spike Pit. How you doing, man? Um, you just had the best campaign you've ever had in in all your time, 30 years plus. You've been playing 5e, and uh, you say that system's not important, but I'm thinking perhaps you haven't quite given 5e the credit it deserves. I've been playing two years. I'm not totally in love with the system, but I think it's all right. It's got a lot of bells and whistles. It's not the easiest thing to GM. But, um, you know, Tomb of Annihilation, Curse of Strad, sounds like you had a really good time. You know, maybe 5e is just better than we're giving it credit for. Um, there's a lot of OSR guys. They kind of do the 5e on the side, and uh, I don't know. I, I just think perhaps it's getting, getting shoved under the carpet a little bit by us old guys. And thank you very much for that voicemail, Colin. Well, I wasn't really ragging on 5e. I'm just trying to make a point that it doesn't matter what the system is. As long as everybody's having fun and it works, then I have no problem with it. It's just that I don't care for 5e. I will never run it. I will play it. And even when I play it, I feel kind of... I'm not going to say uncomfortable, but kind of out of my element because there's so many things going on in there. I won't DM 3rd, 4th, or 5th. I used to DM 3rd until I wised up. That was about the time of the OSR. Because I just... There's... I feel like a newbie. I feel like a newbie in 5e. I finally got to the point in that campaign where I could actually be effective without having to worry about all the bells and whistles. What I don't like is it turns into a chess game. And I hate chess because I'm bad at it. It's almost like, I mean, I don't mind making contingency plans and do tactics and things like that, but I always felt I had to think five moves ahead of the villain, and I can't do that. I just can't. No matter how much power you give me, no matter how many feats you give me, no matter how many class abilities or action surges or whatever you give me, I can't, I can't think that way. Sorry. So... Uh, that's what I don't like about 5e. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with me not liking it or somebody else liking it. I'm just saying that I I was surprised that fi- a 5e game would actually be one of the best campaigns I ever run. Although I shouldn't have been surprised the way I was talking. But anyway, I'm not ragging on 5e, all right? I have a certain amount of respect for it. And But then again, I also have a res- certain amount of respect for 4E2, even though I can't stand the game, because of what it did to bring people into the hobby, sort of. I think 5E does a heck of a better job. I have some respect for 3E. 3E, because of the D20 license, which not only made it possible for third-party publishers to publish things for the game, but it opened the door to the OSR. So... Okay, I'm not really ragging on 5e. I just don't care for it. What I rag on on 5e is not the game itself. It's the people who are fanatical about it and won't play anything else. 
but that's that's another story. It's another story because I feel like I'm a person in a glass house throwing stones at that point. So we will save that for another episode. Anyway, thank you, Colin. Thank you for that email. And what I wanted to talk about was problem rules and systems. And what I mean is they take two categories for me. One, you don't like them. Say a house rule amount, you don't use them. And two, they're good and it takes care of a certain aspect in the game you want to take care of, but you just can't wrap your head around it. You just can't get it to work or, or actually find one that works. Okay, first off, the ones I don't like. The one I don't, the, my number one is psionics. I just don't like psionics. I don't like the feel of psionics in a, camp, a fantasy campaign. I think Gary was thinking about those pulp fantasies that took place on alien planets where basically psionics was their magic. And he and there may there's probably there's probably fantasy books, high fantasy books out there too that have psionics in them. But that's not the game I want to play. I don't want to play. I don't want to use that. I think that it doesn't suit the feel of the game I want to run, and it also feels like it's kind of an edge that the PCs and the monsters don't need. I know there's certain monsters who kind of rely on it, like mind flares, things like that. But you can work that. You can work around that. In fact, if you gave them psionic powers that work like magic, then it would throw the players for a loop because oh, it's magic. I can't counterspell it because it's in the mind, and they would be at a tremendous disadvantage. That's the kind of thing I would say for higher level games for higher level players. I'm not going to throw a first or third level party in a dungeon with a mind flare. Sorry, I can't do it. But that's the kind of thing I don't like. That I don't like. In old D&D and AD&D, weapon speed. I cannot stand weapon speed. I just can't. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, monsters draining levels bother me. Even though I've, I'm better at it now, I'm more accepting of it now, I understand what it's doing. I just don't like... It just doesn't feel... A vampire drains blood. He should be draining your hit points, not your levels. Because... Hit points are your life. The blood is the life, uh, but it's it's not it's not the same thing. I mean, once you run out of hit points, you die anyway, and you have a chance of coming him co- turning you into a vampire. That's why I favor when I play basic D and go to the creature catalog. I favor the Nosferatu vampire because he drinks blood. He takes hit points. I just don't like level drains. Sorry, it just doesn't work for me. I know there's certain monsters like what wraiths and things like that, who can take levels away. I don't know about that. I'd have to think about it and maybe do a workaround or just accept the fact they do that. But I just don't like... See, the problem with me is I feel I'm a good DM, but I think I was a player too long <laughs> because I tend to I tend to look at things from a player's viewpoint a lot. And that's one thing I hated was level draining. God, I hated level draining. But what are you going to do? Okay, that's some of the stuff I don't like, so I don't use them. Oh, and another one. I will TPK my next three parties to avoid having underwater adventures. I found out it was underwater adventures. I used to say, I don't like anything on the ocean. I don't want them to go in the ocean. But I found out if they're on a ship or something, something happens. That's interesting. 
I just don't want him to go underwater and do this all. Okay, but he has to have potion of water breathing, ring of free action, things like that, and da 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 da. I just I don't want to deal with it. That I've been wanting to run the U series of A D and D because I like Salt Marsh and the rest of it, but part of it takes place underwater. So I got to sort of wrap my head around that and try and get used to it if I want to run it. But anyway, the other the other thing is is there are certain aspects of the game, there are systems for it, but they don't quite work or they don't quite work in your head. For instance, my big one is chases. And I'm not talking about just chases over the rooftop, although that can be, apply too. I'm talking about like car chases and wagon chases through the street, a runaway a runaway wagon in the middle of a village or trying to catch the bad guy. They're up ahead. You're on horses. Or even if you're going to, you know, bring s- steam and clock ready, trains, trains, trying to jump from a horse to a train and all that kind of stuff. And all those things that happen when you do that. And I have never really found a satisfactory way to do a chase. I've tried D&D. I've tried gangbusters. I've tried Savage Worlds. And... They work good on paper. I understand paper, on paper, but I just don't want to deal with things like car speed and things like that. So I pretty much house-ruled and made my own chase rules, which are very loosey-goosey. So that's how you get around it. House rules is the way you get around these things. But for the, for a long time, I just could not get through my head how to, how to do a chase that would be effective and stay exciting. Because in a chase, it's not your normal melee. Although I treat it like melee now. That's, that's the solution I came up with. The only difference is people are at minuses. If they're, say, they're in a, they're in a cart race through town, they're trying to catch a bad guy or bad guy's chasing them or whatever. What you what I do is I do initiative for me and the bad guys and whoever's driving, whether it's a car, or a cart, or whatever, they have to make a driving roll. And every round before anybody starts, I pull out, I roll a D10, and I got a little chart saying where the hazards are and which way they're going. And the driving roll is not only there for see how far ahead of of the bad guys you are or how far you can catch up it's also for the hazards because you got to make a driving roll to get around the hazards the bad, you know whoever's chasing you they got to do it too but that's how I that's how I deal with it and if there's people there who want to shoot bows or guns or something at that they're going to be at a minus because you're they're in a bumpy car so you got to take that into consideration so these little minor tweaks to basically combat Regular old combat. That's the way I like to do it. So, how do you handle these problem rules? You can tell me. It's okay. You can tell old Uncle Grognard here. Just send me a voicemail at Anchor. Or, you can email me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. And I am monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this fine, fine podcast. Okay, so, I'm going to go start my day. So, I hope you people have a great day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.